Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour, bringing you a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection, an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. I was listening last night, as I often do on Saturday nights, to a local radio program called Rhythm Sweet and Hot, in which a pair of genial co-hosts present music of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And on last night's program, one of them played a record by Freddie Ellis and his orchestra that caught my ear. Freddie Ellis, not much seems to be known about him, led a band that recorded three sessions for the American Record Corporation from December of 1935 to about March of 1936. Only a dozen titles total, but they are really quite nice. And the one that they played last night was called What's the Name of That Song? A tune written by Tot Seymour and V. Lawnhurst. As it turns out, I have a copy of the record too, so I thought I would play it here because it is a charming song. Seymour Richards is the vocalist. It was made in New York on February 18, 1936. Here is Freddie Ellis and his orchestra. Thank you. 
didn't have Grammy Awards back in 1936, but even if they did, I doubt that would have been a strong contender for Record of the Year. (laughs) Nevertheless, I think it's a charming record. What's the name of that song? Is not a question in this case. It's the answer to the question, what's the name of that song? (laughs) Because the name of that song is, what's the name of that song? Seymour Richards, the vocalist there, recording made in New York on February 18th, 1936. Freddie Ellis and his orchestra. And in case you were wondering, that radio program I mentioned, Rhythm Sweet and Hot, airs locally in Pittsburgh over WESA 90.5 FM, but you can listen to it from anywhere in the world over their website, WESA.FM. It airs Saturday nights from 6 until 8 p.m. Eastern Time. But I know they have listeners all over the world who tune in for the program. And if you're of a mind to do so, I would highly, highly recommend it. It's always a good time. And I think we're having a pretty good time here. My name is Brian Wright, and you have found the Shellac Stack, a little program on which I play 78 RPM records of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, really the whole swath of the first half of the 20th century. And taking a tip from the title of that first record, What's the Name of That Song? I thought we'd have a bit of fun today and uh, leave you guessing throughout the program the names of the songs that I will play. I thought I would pull together eh, 15 or so records and... uh, Present them without introduction and see if you can guess the names of the songs as we go along. Now, had I played versions that had lyrics sung, you might easily guess the titles, so I have opted for instrumentals in all cases. So we'll see if you can identify the song just from the melodies. Our first set, to make things a little bit easier for you and help you get the hang of it, I will say that the word song appears in the title of all three of these selections. And the first selection up will be by Frankie Carl, not as his usual uh, suave, sophisticated piano stylist, but adopting a sort of a honky-tonk persona for this recording from 1951. See if you can name this song and the two that follow.
three songs with song in the title. Did you guess them all? Well, we started with Frankie Carl at the piano in 1951, recording a selection penned by Guy Massey that had first been made so popular in about 1924 by Vernon Dalhart, who recorded it for Victor, for Columbia, really for pretty much all the labels. That was the Prisoner's Song. We followed that with Wayne King and his orchestra, recording in Chicago in October of 1940, the Charles King Ode to Hawaii, Song of the Islands. And then wrapping up the set, Artie Shaw and his orchestra recording on the Musicraft label, record number 428 in August of 1946, Anniversary Song was the name of that. If you're just joining us on today's Shellac Stack program, I am playing songs and leaving you to guess the titles as we go along. I could have made this really challenging and pulled out all kinds of obscure songs, but I thought it would be more fun if I pulled out selections that are likely to be known to anyone with uh, something of a passing interest in music of the early 20th century. So I hope most of these will not be too challenging. Uh, But as I say, they are all instrumental renditions so that any sung lyrics wouldn't give away the titles. And we'll continue along now with a recording made by the All-Star Trio going all the way back to January of 1920. I have to hold my tongue here because I want to tell you more about the record, but that would ruin some of the fun if I did. So let's just have a listen and we'll follow that with two more. Once again, I ask the question, can you name the titles of these songs? Thank you. 
one of the truly great songs from the pen of Cecil Mack and James P. Johnson from the show Runnin' Wild. Did you guess it? That was Old Fashioned Love, played by Arthur Gibbs and his gang, a recording made for the Victor label in New York on October 10th, 1923. That was issued on Victor 19165. Before that, we heard the famed French-Canadian multi-instrumentalist Rosario Bourdon play a song that you might not realize goes back as far as it does. That was recorded in Camden, New Jersey, November 4th, 1913. The song, of course, Pego My Heart. Rosario Bourdon, incidentally his name in French, Bourdon means bumblebee, so he's Rosario Bumblebee. Actually, his full name, I should say, is Joseph Charles Rosario Bourdon. He was born in Quebec, really quite the child prodigy. He played uh, violin, piano, but probably most famously, cello. He played for a time with the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, the Quebec Symphony Orchestra, even the Philadelphia Orchestra, before he went on to become one of the real bigwigs at the Victor Talking Machine Company, overseeing and even playing on thousands of sessions in the 19-teens and 20s. After a while, he left to go into radio. He worked on NBC. He also did music for films, including some Walt Disney Mickey Mouse cartoons, among others. Uh, he lived a, a fairly long life. He died in 1961 at the age of, oh, about uh, 76, I think. He played Pego My Heart, and starting the set, we heard from the All-Star Trio in January of 1920 with one of George Gershwin's breakout hits, maybe the breakout hit of his career. On Victor 18651, the All-Star Trio played Swanee. My name is Brian Wright. You're listening to The Shellac Stack, and I am playing 78s of the early 20th century today and leaving you to guess the titles as we go along. So I will tell you only that the first record in our next set was recorded in New Orleans in May of 1945. It's an old song. Can you guess the title? Thank you. 
probably don't even need to tell you that that was Lou Waters' Yerba Buena Jazz Band with that great and unmistakable sound. Recording in San Francisco, May 13, 1946, for Waters' own West Coast label, that was Lou Pollock's That's a Plenty, issued on West Coast 108. Before that, the Dutch Swing College Band, recording in London in July of 1949, with an Irving Berlin classic that at that point was, I think, about 30 years old. No, make that 40 years old. That was Alexander's Ragtime Band, of course. And starting the set, Bunk Johnson's Band, recording in New Orleans in May of 1945, a Stephen Foster song, My Old Kentucky Home, that was issued on the American Music Label number 514. Well, I've tried to keep it pretty easy up to this point, but we're going to call this next round a challenger round. This will get a little bit more difficult. You'll probably recognize the melodies, but attaching names to them may be a little trickier, but we'll see how you can do. Starting off, we'll begin with a record made in January of 1945. In fact, New Year's Day, 1945. Can you name this one?
bit trickier this time around, but let's see how you did. We started the set on January 1st, 1945 with Morton Gould and his orchestra recording for the Columbia Masterworks label, those beautiful green labeled records. Number 4320-M, La Camparcita was the title of that, also known as The Masked One. We followed that with accordion virtuoso John Molinari, and (laughs) I'd wager you probably haven't heard that selection on a solo accordion before. That was on the Accordia label 1956-A, recorded in about 1950, and uh, why haven't you heard it on accordion? Well, because you're probably accustomed to hearing it on violin. That was the third movement of Mendelssohn's Violin Concerto in E Minor, Opus 64, well, portions of the third movement anyway, the most recognizable melodies of the third movement. It's billed on the label only as Mendelssohn Concert, uh, but we, we know what that is. And wrapping up the set, probably the trickiest one of them all, Harry Yerkes directing the Banner Dance Orchestra in April of 1922 with melodies from Saint-Saëns' opera Samson and Delilah, billed on the label as Opera Trot Number no. 2. That was Banner 1059. Well, if naming classical melodies isn't your thing, we'll head back to the pop world for our final set here, and we're going to begin with a record made in May of 1936 by the team of Edgar Fairchild and Adam Carroll along with their orchestra. I will give you a bit of a hint here and say that the song is by Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart. It's one of my very favorites of theirs, but maybe not one that you hear every day. See if you can name it along with the two selections that follow. Thank you. 
remarkable record made all the more remarkable when you know that the pianist there is a 16-year-old high school student <laughs> named Andre Previn. One of his very first recordings made in Los Angeles on October 13, 1945. The tune, of course, Irving Berlin's Blue Skies. Before that, Teddy Wilson and his orchestra in December of 1940, a song by Gus Kahn and Ted Fiorito called I Never Knew. It goes way back to the early 20s. And starting that set, Edgar Fairchild and Adam Carroll, twin pianists, with their orchestra in May of 1936 on the Liberty Music Shop label. The song by Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart was called Glad to be Unhappy. Well, I hope that guessing the titles of these selections hasn't left you unhappy. I hope a few challenged you, but I hope you're able to get some of them as well. I had fun. I hope you did too. I want to thank you for joining me here on the Shellac Stack, and I hope you'll come back next time when we'll do it again. Until then, this is Brian Wright saying take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.